I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the E stands for Evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have Attract Mode. So, Attract Mode is by Slime Beast, and you can check it out at slimebeast.com. And um, I suppose we'll just dive into the rundown for this one. Mm-hmm. So... Our narrator is sharing an account that may make the legends of Polybius true. Uh, when they were a kid in the 80s, they regularly visited South Hills Mall in Dutchess County, New York, where they spent time at the or they spent time at the Dream Machine Arcade. Uh, they had a friend, question mark, um, who was a bit of a jerk named Nicholas. Uh, like when they first met at school. Nicholas uh, purposefully stained Nair's new clothes, and Nair's parents made Nick's parents pay for it. Uh, And since then, there's been a weird, like, frenemy kind of relationship going. Mm -hmm. Um, One time at the Dream Machine Arcade, uh, Nicholas was with Nair and managed to haggle half of Nair's stock of quarters. Haggle? More like con? Con, yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, Before vanishing into the crowd and leaving poor Nair, like, among strangers Mm -hmm. and, like, other people. Uh, So, not really, like, like, Nair basically went to go play uh, skee-ball, which is his favorite game in the arcade. Um, And was doing all right when some other kids attempted to usurp his game and even some of his tickets. (laughs) Trying to end So, basically... He was just getting bullied all around. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the second the the pair of kids were actually younger than him. Yeah. He was getting bullied by littler yeah, kids. By, by younger kids. Yeah. That's embarrassing here. Yeah. Uh, after that conflict, uh, he tried to find Nicholas, but instead found skull and crossbows. Uh, it was actually the game itself was actually beckoning to him to play. Uh, the cabinet was black and horror-themed with a Boy Scout-looking kid being tormented by skeletons on the side. Um, the game itself, which seemed to have a free game ready for anyone who wanted to play, uh, was a centipede clone. and I mean, the game, not the insect. Mm-hmm. Centipede. Yeah. Like, it's like the... Like the long, well, elongated creature, an elongated yeah. creature yeah. going yeah. down the the thing, yeah. and there's like a bunch of tombstones yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. You don't have to explain, Dr. Viathan's not here. Thank God. He doesn't have to explain to us, but he may. <laughs> no, I do remember. I do remember in our Whimsywood episode <laughs> that uh, that he did, wasn't too fond. Like uh, I remember, like him, he didn't know what centipede was. Yeah, and that was hilarious. <laughs> Regardless, for those at home, yeah. there is a centipede-like creature coming down from the top of the screen. You're at the bottom shooting projectiles, and there's stuff in the way of your projectiles, and you're trying to defeat the centipede. Yeah, That's in, the long and short centipede. Yeah. And in Skull and Crossbows, the centipede is replaced with an um, elongated like skeleton monster with like an elongated head as well. But like it's basically has like segmented rib cages. Like it's like different rib, like basically rib cages stacked on each other yeah. as it slithers down the up like a graveyard. Mm-hmm. And other skeletons come out of the graveyards eventually in levels and like it throws bone spears out of its mouth. It in, vomits like, them actually. Yeah, it vomits them and there's like really intense like audio. Mm-hmm. Um so Nair began getting really into this game and reached the third level before dying, which 
brought a moment of distress until the game told him that he had still had two lives left. Like he he completely gapped that he still had lives left, and he thought like you die in the game, you die for real mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, the game and its main antagonist, Ode, the skeletal monster we mentioned, uh, slithers and attacks and has multiple segmented root cages. Um, and yeah, it, uh, hang on. Um, yeah, and like it, the whole time it's like goading, it, it was kind of like while he was playing and even like some of the screens that were popping up, we were like goading Nair to like really want to win and like kill Ode. And like sometimes it was even like react. It seemed seemingly reacting to uh, Nair, but Nair kind of chalked it up to just being like, oh, just like part of the game. Like it, it like this wouldn't. It's not directed at him. It's directed at the player. He's saying it's not directed at him because he thought that he didn't yeah. say it. So yeah, he thought the he, cabinet couldn't have heard him. Like because yeah, because it responded with like, I I hate you too. Yeah, because he's like, I'm gonna kill you, or I'm gonna get you. I like that's you. what he's thinking. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, so Nicholas shows up about this point. And kicks Nair off his own game again. And despite feeble attempts to get control back, Nair watches as Nicholas burns through the the remaining lives and loses the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nicholas shrugs all of this off as a bad game because he's a bad player, uh, and begins to try and move the cabinet. And as Nair looks on, Nick is trying to restart the game by uh, and, and get a free game because sometimes that happens if you like unplug it. Mm-hmm. So Nair kind of like drops all the B like despite all the BS that's happened before, Nair kind of like starts helping him because hey, he wants to get his free game, he wants to get a game too. Um when they manage to move the cabinet enough to like get the look in the back, uh they both see that the back of the cabinet is open to a great void, uh where Ode is there waiting, and the monster snatches up Nicholas, and the cabinet then just like reverts back to its like spot by the back wall. On the yeah, wall, it snaps yeah. back to it. Yeah. Um, when Nair finally regains Sam back, yes, uh, he checks the game screen again and he swears that Ode on the screen has one more rib cage than he did before, and that is the end of the story. Mm-hmm. So, uh, moving on to everyone tolerates the Grand Inquisitions at this point. Uh, so I'm going to start with this one. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, I was getting very angry, very sad. There's nothing quite like being alone in a crowd, you know? So I would I would have replaced the period between very angry and very sad, because it's just like, it's a very short like little sentence there. And I know it's there for like punctuation, but I feel like it would be better if it was just, if you added like, I was getting very angry and very sad. Like, don't mm-hmm. make that very sad just a separate period or a separate sentence yeah like describe all the emotions at once yeah mm-hmm. like, again i know why, like i, I can kind of get a reason why they, they did that but it was just like mm, it it just yeah i would have done it differently uh and my next one uh the voice from the machine seemingly frustrated became more insistent sorry more insistent as if time was running out uh, so insistent is spelled wrong. It's supposed to be with an E at the end, not an A. So insistent, like a tent rather than tant. Hmm. Um, next one. Instantly, an elongated, pointy-headed skull filled the screen. Uh, it's elongated. It's just missing an N. 
uh, in the middle of that word. Um, next one. I couldn't leave because I was surrounded by a half circle of other kids who were laughing and cheering every vomit-inducing scene. I might change this, like the beginning of this sentence, to, to read more like this. I couldn't leave because I had been surrounded. Just to, just to help clarify that this scene was in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, just to clarify that better. Mm-hmm. What is it actually? In the As story? it is right now, it's uh, I was surrounded. I mean, yes, that is, but like I had been surrounded was a little yeah. bit more clarification. Yeah, because this is when he's talking about having watched someone else play a game in the past, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then the next one I have is another elongated issue. Like, just, like it's it was spelled wrong again. Um, at the top, the sprite of an elongated, pointy-headed skull followed. Um, so it happens twice. Uh, my next one. Uh, relief washed over me. It was a sequel to or a clone of Centipede, and I'd played that a hundred times on my cousin's old Atari. Centipede's actually spelled wrong, uh, and I did actually Google to check to make sure the game Centipede had had uh, like its title was spelled the way it was, and yeah, it's spelled like normal Centipede. It's uh, C E N T I P E D E, not. The, the I is replaced with an E in the actual story. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one. Um, so it seemed like targeting his head was a good idea. Uh, targeting has one too many T's. Um, the next one. Still, I was trumpet in spite of how close Ode had come to the bottom of the screen. Triumphant just needs an extra I. I like triumphant better. <laughs> triumphant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, just an elephant in the room. Oh, yeah. Turns out he's actually uh, Nair is actually an anamorph. Yeah, of course. Yes, I was going to mention that if you didn't. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it had slipped my mind that games rarely ended after one try. But I completely bought into the idea that I that if I died, da, 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 da. Uh, so completely. This is one's again really minor spelling issues in the story, um, but completely is missing another, an extra e uh, after the t. Um, and this isn't like like I, I was actually like trying to figure out like is this like just maybe like American versus Canadian like spellings because like we ha- we say color differently we spell color differently than they do. And no, like these aren't like short form, like just like American short firms. No. Short firms. <laughs> I don't think they're short firms. <laughs> yeah, 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 short forms. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the next one. Um, there at the threshold of this impossible void was the elongated skull, the rib cage, the skeletal arms, and talent hands. So threshold doesn't need that extra H in the middle because it's a kind of a compound word that like they just throw that in. Mm. Uh, but note, elongated was spelled correctly. Oh, there you go. So, <laughs> one out of three. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Um, behind him, an endless string of ribs and vertebrae lead in a spiral into absolute darkness. So vertebrae is spelled slightly wrong. It's uh, the I that's in the story, in the story's version. Um, it's V E R T I B R A E. 
in actuality, it should be V-E-R-T-E-B-R-A-I-E. So, um, and my, I think this is my last, yeah, this is my last actual grammar position. Um, it sized Nicholas in its hands. Uh, it, I think it's supposed to say it seized mm-hmm. Nicholas in his hands. Yep. Maybe it, like, put his hands around and wet. Yeah, him just, down, yeah. yeah. Sized him down. Yeah. Well, in that case, it should be explained. Yeah. <laughs> and that is my grammar inquisitions. So, Mikey, what do you got? I have a front end. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That's it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's also the beginning of a, a section. I got gotcha. So, uh, yeah. And then I have an it story. Ooh, okay. And now, an it story by Mikey, the East Ants for Evil. Take it away. It was an urban legend that used to travel the world wide web back when it wasn't all that worldwide and consisted almost entirely of discussion boards. It was everything you'd imagine. It had been brand new, you know. So I'd make a good impression in all. It was a way of saying, hey, it's only fair to include him. It was a loop of the same sing-song phrase uttered by some deep mechanical voice that sounded like Darth Vader or Worf or some sort of sci-fi tough guy. It was a kid, like me, but dressed in some sort of youth scout outfit. It was black, like the cabinet, except for the source of the brilliant flashes. It was the same phrase the machine kept spouting, its heavy bass pulsing through me in waves, its hollow eyes staring directly at my face. It was the briefest moment, and my mind barely registered it, but it was there. It was filled with blood and violence and torture. I had nightmares about it on and off for weeks after I'd seen it, and I was only watching someone else play. It was a sequel to or clone of Centipede, and I'd played that hundreds of times on my cousin's old Atari. It was amped up too loud and had too high a pitch to be smoothly projected. It sounded like a cassette tape being eaten by the player. It descended so quickly that I could barely move out of the way in time. It was a bit harder to beat this level, as you'd assume with any Phase 2. It seemed odd that the game was so short, but... It sized Nicholas in its hands. My god. It's kind of just like a roller coaster of like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Within context of the It story. <laughs> like, with the game being so short, like, is it like one of those like, mini arcades? Yeah. And then, like, it had a deep voice, like one of those, like, like Darth Vader or War for those sci fi things. It was a boy. <laughs> it was a boy. Yeah. It, it, it's the story of the narrator telling us about the narrator's story that he wrote. 
being told in a deep voice, being uh, being acted out by a child about um, wanting to include other people. Yeah. But it's like a creepy story with that meaning behind it. And again, that could be basically like the good son. <laughs> like, you know, like where like it's just like a creepy like child, like like Goody Two Shoes child that's like kind of like that's doing things like good things, but like in creepy bad ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all right. So is that your grammar positions? Yeah. Okay. Gamer. And as you got taking things off. Well, I was quickly writing down my notes for his it story for like the first like five or six that he went over. Um, but you guys didn't get any of the grammar ones I got. Okay, nope. enough. And I didn't get any of the ones you guys got. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So um, here we go. Kids checked it out. It's vector graphics and quiz sections, kind of an odd mix. And eventually, anyone who played it for any length of time started suffering side effects. Um, I, I feel like it would flow better if it's um, it's vector graphics and quiz sections were kind of an odd mix. Yeah. Instead of just vector graphics and quiz sections, kind of an odd mix. Yeah. Like there was no punctuation before it even. It yeah. just flows right into it. Uh, next one, when he's uh, talking about the, uh, the stained shirt from school. It had been brand new, you know, ellipses. So I'd make a good impression at all. I feel like it would be better if it was it was brand new, because like it had been brand new. Like yeah. that that is past tense, but I don't know. It just it's kind of like a reverse of what I thought early, like earlier with the um the where like when the kid was like surrounded by, um, by the uh, by the crowd of kids. Yeah, like because it I had been surrounded by the crowd of kids. Kind of differentiates that story from the current story that they are telling from the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, like, this is after it's been explained yeah. that it ruined the shirt. So, explaining that it had been brand new makes you go, oh, well, that makes sense why the parents would go yeah. up to the other parents. Yeah. But even if you said it was brand new, you know. Because mm. it was. It, yet you're not wrong, but you're not right. <laughs> oh, I know. Both words work. It's just, for me personally, yeah. it would flow a little bit better just for me personally. Yeah. Well, moving on. He pulled off a couple of tickets, and they both disappeared into the crowd, dropping the rest on the floor for me to scoop up. Um, sorry, I read that with my correction accidentally. Dropping the rest on the floor for me scoop up. Oh, okay, I missed that. I, yeah. I, must, have, I must have typed when he's that. Yeah, I, I did the first time, but I'm like, wait, there's something off there. But yeah, it should be for me to scoop up. Yeah. And then, um, this is when he's... Uh, when he's like here in the cabinet and seeing it, I don't know how I even managed to hear it over the din. Please press start. Please press start. Hear what over the what? You never heard of din? Just the god of fire. No, no. Din, <laughs> din, din is a uh, is a word for um like sound like for like a type of sound. Um, I can pull it up. But yeah, it's a, I've heard it before. Like as like the din of of the crowd. Like it's basically like the murmur. Like kind of like. The uh, that background noise that you hear from like crowds and stuff like that. I've never heard that word used. Really? Okay. I, I believe you. Yeah, I know. I but... just want to pull it up, just you know, for the sake of our show. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh... yeah, I figured it's like I don't know, like I don't know how I even managed to hear the please press start over how loud the area was. Yeah, din, a loud, unpleasant, and prolonged noise. So the fans made an awful din. Hmm. Thank you, dictionary.com. Thanks. 
All right, so knowing that, that makes sense. But not knowing that, that does not make sense. So you learned a thing. I did. Hooray. Then moving on. Relief washed over me. It was a sequel to or clone of Centipede. Uh, I felt that slightly clunky. At least, again, to me personally. Um, I would have done Relief washed over me. It was a sequel or clone of Centipede. Instead of... It was a sequel to or oh, clone of. Yeah, I, I get you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a sequel or clone. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah, sequel to or... Yeah, yeah. Is it saying it was a sequel to Centipede or a clone of Centipede? Like, personally, I, I didn't mind that, but I can see why. Like, yeah. Like, why... Or how it could be fixed or... Like, it works. Improved. It's just slightly clunky, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's fair. Super clunky. And then my last one is... Um, <laughs> I was getting into the groove of it now. Sorry, I was getting into the groove of it now, and all I heard was the sound of the machine. Is that really? There's a period there? No, there's a comma. Oh, okay, yeah. It's commaed out, the word now. Yeah, it's almost like now should be, like, it should, I was getting into the groove of it now, comma. Not yeah, I was getting into the groove of it now. Yeah. Yeah, not, I was getting into the groove of it now, and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's all I got for uh, my grammar in yellow. Okay. Well, on to actual thoughts then. So. I'm going to start off right at the beginning with the, regarding the whole, like, Polybius bit at the beginning. Yes. Um, I feel like this... I'm not going to, like, repeat it because it's, like, the, basically, like, a paragraph or so. Of course. Um, but, like, yeah, the character is saying, like, that it's, like, this story, this account is going to make us believe that Polybius legends might be real or something like that. So I feel like it should be slightly changed to bring up the Polybius legend, for sure, if you uh, want to kind of give that kind of credit to the story, but then bring it up that there's another or similar game cabinet like out there like Polybius. Yeah, I thought this nothing was, like Polybius. I thought this was going to be a Polybius creepy. <laughs> That's episode. what I thought. I was yeah. like, oh, we should have used this for uh, for a Polybius episode. Yeah. Um, the way the way I read the beginning, it sounded like this was Polybius. Yes, and not some other game. Like, like here's truth about, as to why Polybius is real. Yeah, like because this happened. To yeah, me. Like, yeah, exactly. And then it goes to Skull and Crossbows, and I was like. I was very confused. This is not Polybius. Yeah, I thought it's like, I played it's, this game, and then behind me I, I heard, like, Polybius. Yeah, And it was, yeah. like, calling to me. Yeah. Um, and then, and again, it's, it's very similar to Polybius. It is. But it is not Polybius. And, and I get what was trying to be told, yeah. essentially. Because this arcade cabinet ate my friend, I could see how Polybius could be real. Yeah. Exactly. But I just feel like that needs to be, like, more clarified. At the beginning, because at the beginning kind of shoehorns the story into, like, you think that this is going to be about Polybius, not a game like Polybius. Especially since that line where it's like, uh, he's talking about the the different symptoms that Polybius gives, and one of them is the inability to be sad. Like, it's specifically calling that out. Yeah. So I figured that was going to be taken into account for the story somewhere. Yeah. Because he's like, it seems like... He's saying Polybius is potentially real, especially this one thing, because of the following story. Yeah. So I thought the following story was going to have an effect on someone with their inability to, to be sad. Yeah. No. no. The thing is, the protagonist has already been affected by Polybius because he's not sad through the entire thing. Except he was very <laughs> angry and very sad. But that's after watching um, the other cabinet. So he wasn't sad when people stole things from him. He wasn't sad when Nicholas took half his coins. He wasn't sad when Nicholas died. But then again, like who would? <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of dead. 
<laughs> I do actually have something a little bit later in my my actual thoughts about like the effects of the store about the effects of scrawl, skull scrawl and crossbones. <laughs> wow, skull and crossbows. <laughs> anyway, you talk for a living, kind of. <laughs> Doesn't mean I don't fuck up. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. So this is this is actually something that I found very kind of pleasant about the story. Actually, a lot of my shit's about pretty pleasant about the story. When I used to live in New York in the 1980s, my mom and I would make routine trips to the South Hills Mall in Dutchess County. So I actually looked it up, and it's a real place mm-hmm. in southern uh, Poughkeepsie, uh, which is D- Dutchess County. Um, though when I like I street viewed it, like oh that's that's what the mall looks like, all that stuff. Uh, but when I looked up. Dream Machine, there are three across all of New England, like across several states in the New England area, but none of them are currently at that mall. Now, in the that, 80s. In the 80s, yes. Yeah. Still, it was a neat little factoid if you do a little extra digging after you read the story. Mm-hmm. So I really kind of like appreciated the kind of groundedness of the story in reality. Mm-hmm. It's not just some like fictional town or some fictional mall. It's an actual mall that probably maybe the narrator or the, the, the author had actually been to or... Maybe it's just something they, they chose just to make grounded in reality. Yeah. Um, so my next one. Uh, we met when I first came to that school. Dot, dot, dot. In this he city. Greeted, hang, hang on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he, he greeted me at, on the playground with a hearty pat on the back and a how you doing. Um, what do you mean that school? Dot, dot, dot. And then just goes to, uh, like, I feel like there's more to the story of the school. Like, maybe it's an Easter egg or another, like, like to another Slimey story. Or, like, maybe a hint to another Slimey story. Uh, I was just making a Police Academy reference. That's that's (laughs) also true. This city, Um, that school. (laughs) Alternatively, the character could just be, like, like getting, starting to get bad memories as they're recounting this. So they just do the dot, dot, dot as, like, moving on. Like, how they just, like, they just look into this, into the into the uh, middle distance mm-hmm. uh, because of, of the memories of like the loss of Nicholas and stuff like that. Cause this was like when they first met yeah. and then like, despite being a douchebag, he did die. Like he, they were kind of still friends. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, I'll get to that. I, really I, I, got, <laughs> I got that in my notes too. Um, but yeah, just saying like that, maybe that's another, like a reason why there's a dodge a dot there after the school was just like, cause they were remembering the bad memories of that mm-hmm. whole event. Um, then my next one here, I want to collect the string of tickets, but the big brother beat me to it. Hey, I rolled some of these, but it was my quarter. He pulled off a couple of tickets and they both disappeared into the crowd, dropping the rest on the floor for me to scoop up. I'm correcting that one. Of course. Uh, man, way to, way to pull up my heartstrings with the story, with, with this character, the story's like narrator. Cause like. I, I really felt bad for for this character being taken advantage of. Like, mm-hmm. so like the in regards to the writing there, like I really like good job making us feel for the for the protagonist here. Yeah, Nair's kind of a dick magnet. Yeah, that sounds weird, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know what you mean, but at the same time, yeah, yeah, maybe poor choice of words. There, Whatever. Neighbor. He's an asshole magnet. Yeah. I don't know if that works either. <laughs> uh, okay, so going on to this is actually the part about the uh, my like the uh, the effects of skull and crossbows. Um, so it's I close was enough. It's fine. Yeah. What you said, crossbows? 
And then he giggled. I'm sorry. I, I'm just... <laughs> I have a list. You, you said Crespo, is he giggled? I said, it's close yeah. enough, it's fine. Yeah. I was going to let it go, and then you had to bring it right, up, right, and right. here we are. Um, <laughs> I was getting into the groove of it now, and... <laughs> right, that really is kind of, like, awkward. Like, yeah. now... And all I heard was the sound of the machine. The music that filled the place, all the clicks and hoots of the other games, that was all gone. And all I remember hearing was the strange off-kilter music of Skull and Crossbows. So I really like this sense of immersion and obsession of the game, or the game brings to the narrator here. Uh, it does hearken to the effects of Polybius and even games and ge- gaming in general. When you get drawn into it so much that you like kind of zone out of the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, and by that, by the end of this, with the supernatural source that seems to be behind the cabinet, literally, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's even more exciting to me to have it there because it's like the the machine is like there's a re- there's not just a, a mundane reason for that like the normal like gaming immersion. But also, like, the game's almost like a Venus flytrap or an ambush predator, like, luring in its prey and waiting till the right, till it's too late for them to, uh, for it to strike. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the, the title makes a lot of sense at this point when you read that, because attract mode. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, like, kudos to that. Like, that was a really neat little setup for that. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one. Die, 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 he chanted excitedly. This cool this is cool. I'm playing it out. You get you can get the next uh, you can get the next one. I don't have any quarters left, I whined, now basically crumpled in a heap and grasping at his knees, as if I could pull it from under him. Oh, darn. He kept playing, eyes on the screen. Man, I am not gonna lie. Um was not sad when Nicholas died. There, when Nicholas got his comeuppance at the end. Like, what a little fucking jerk. He is a little bit of a prick. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, from the story point of view, yeah, I know. He totally deserved getting... Like, I almost wish those, bull, those, like, those two younger kids had gotten what they deserved, too. Not as much, but yes. But mostly Nicholas. Yeah. Because he's been doing this for Nair's entire... Like, friendship. Well, not his entire life, their, but their, their entire friendship. Friendship, yeah. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just kind of like... Ugh. Man, I can't I wait keep... for you to die. Like it's like a slasher movie. Like it's like I can't wait for this. This that he's that guy. Yeah, like he's not even like a jerk with a heart of gold. He's just a jerk. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Like there's no real redeemable qualities. Like it's kind of like the reverse. It's like he's the friend who's an asshole, and not like not with a heart of gold. Like it's like the jerk with the heart of gold. Like there's those kind of characters, and then this is like the polar opposite where they are. Friends in quotes, <laughs> but they're really just assholes. Yeah, it's like you're—he's just kind of like, yeah. I was gonna say your rival, but not necessarily. No, it's not—it's not so much that. It's like again, like it's the the people that are are your friends in name only, mm-hmm. <laughs> but otherwise don't care about you or don't really give a shit. Yeah. Um, and then my next quote here, and it's actually my second last one before we get into final thoughts. Um, when I stopped staring at the back of the machine. Because my eyes burned, and not due to any regaining of sense, I turned my gaze to the screen where Ode rested at the top of the empty graveyard. I swear. I swear he had an extra set of ribs. And I was like, oh my god! Like, at this point, as I was reading the story, I was like, this is a video game pasta that has something that happens to the player in the real world. Like, the veil has been breached, a kid has been devoured. Yes. <laughs> I know that's weird to say, but like, 
So many video game pre-bosses do not breach that veil of reality. <laughs> it's true. And it was really like that was a really exciting moment of my uh, for the story for me. Like I was like, yes, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, and then consider concerning the uh, the image at the end of the post because this is on uh, slimebeast.com's like forum. Yeah, uh, where he posts a bunch of his creep pastas. Um, there's a, an image that he did uh, of a screenshot of the uh, the interface. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to basically uh, take a, we're going to we'll dissect the image a little bit here. Uh, given the 80s period of when this showed up, uh, the interface and design fits really well to me. Like it it looks like centipede. It looks like Atari-style centipede, like 80s-style. Mm-hmm. Um, my one little gripe... <laughs> it's more like NES. It's not Atari. Yeah, NES. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Atari would be more, like, less... Uh, the centipede would be a block. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, like Nintendo. Um, my one little gripe, though, is... It's kind of weird that the kid didn't notice that he had lives <laughs> at the top, like, in the story. Because it clearly the, says... The, it clearly says lives, too. <laughs> The yeah, and I was like, eh, like it doesn't still... normally play video games. You play skee ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, a... yeah. Regardless of that, like yeah. I, I thought that was st- it was still like really well done, um, like uh, accompanying image, and it's at the end of the story, not at the beginning, mm. which I don't know if would have ruined it or not. Like if it ended up if they placed if it had been at the top or not. Like I don't think it would have really ruined it. I think it. I think it, it. It works really well where it is because we get a suddenly we get a visual of the store of the game that the story has been building. I'd be okay with it showing up as he starts playing. Yeah, maybe because like nothing really happens in it. No, th- that doesn't spoil anything. Yeah, it's not like it's like a GIF where like he's playing and then, like suddenly there's like a realistic skull like <laughs> like comes out at you. Yeah. But even yeah, so, no. that's not spoiling because the whole spoilerable thing is the fact that the cabinet eats you. Yeah, and that can't get spoiled in that. So yeah, exactly. Or like, I, I would actually really like to see I, I, as we were like as I was reading the um, uh, the cabinet's description, I was like, I really want to Photoshop that. Yeah, <laughs> like I really want to see a Photoshop of that. That looks mm-hmm. really that sounded really cool. <laughs> um, but that is the end of my uh, actual thoughts, Mikey. What do you got? Uh, so, I started reading this story, and then I had a sense of deja vu. Oh. Because I, I felt for certain I'd read the story before. Had we? I had. Oh. Because I you actually... read stories on your own? Well... <laughs> Some of us do that, Gamer. Why? Well, uh, <laughs> There's so many video games to play. <laughs> uh, and I was wondering why I'd read it before, because I was thinking, like, have we done this before? And the reasoning is because I read it when we did Whimsy Woods. Right. I remember you saying that you did check that out. So this was before your time, yeah. Gamer. It was, <laughs> that was a long time ago. It was. How it was, old are you? <laughs> it was like a year ago. Or no, it was I'm like, less than a year no, old. Am I a test tube baby? <laughs> no, I mean, what? Was, I, I mean, it was like... Do I have implanted memories? I mean, it was like year one, I think, or year no. two when we did... No, yeah, year two, because you... Yeah, it, it was, was there too. over three years ago. Fuck. We, oh, episode... 117. Right. Yeah. So, and the reason... You did a Halo creepypasta, right? Huh? 117. No. No. You should have. No. It's a missed opportunity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, we did Whimsywood. Yeah. And in Whimsywood, the character... Oh, brings it up. Yeah. There's... No, he plays on a Skull and Crossbows machine. Right. Yeah, okay, so... For, for Gamer, and I guess anybody who, who didn't... Wait, it's a real game? Too. No, 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 no. In Whimsywood, which is also by Slime Beast, 
he added uh, there was a uh, there, Whimsy Woods like a, a Santa's Village like theme park kind of thing. Like, it's, okay. a, it's like a little like carnival theme park in the middle of like the bo- the, the, the boonies or in the middle of the sticks. Yeah, um, the character goes to, and so like there's like a, a corridor before you get into the actual like property that has a bunch of arcade cabinets, and one of them was Skull and Crossbows. So oh. the character actually plays Skull and Crossbows in that, and it's a lean in into. So then like then so that story. story was written after this one. Possibly, think, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think a track yeah. mode was an earlier one of one of his mm-hmm. earlier ones. Um, That's pretty neat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Now uh, in that podcast, because I actually listened oh, to gosh. my <laughs> speech about that. My and, condolences. Uh, and uh, I complained about the continuity because in Whimsy Wood, the cabinet doesn't eat the character. It wasn't hungry. <laughs> yeah, it was hungry. But. After rereading this, yeah, open the it, I figured that the um, the cabinet's actually the good guy, and only <laughs> jerks. That's you. <laughs> For the eyes of the book you gave him, we don't have a camera. I like lean my head forward and just like really, uh huh, really. <laughs> Bullshit way out of this one, sir. <laughs> So the cabinet's actually a member of the Supernatural Task Force. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> Do explain, sir. Well, you see, the uh, the main reason... I'm sorry, it's... Slime Beast. <laughs> I, 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 I hope, like, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Continue. The, the main reason why it's in this particular arcade uh-huh. is because there's a lot of jerk kids... That are around, and it specifically feeds on them. Okay. So, it's the perfect feeding ground for it. So, it it likes eating people, but only, like, in jerky format? Basically, yeah. It's a karma machine. It's a karma (laughs) eater. It goes after bad karma, which is the assholes who, like, steal people's stuff, or, like, try to, like, pry the... uh, the cabin away from the wall to try to unplug it to restart it and get a new a fresh game because they're cheaters. Yeah. And cheaters don't... Cheaters aren't winners. <laughs> I don't know. I was looking at you so... Yeah, why? <laughs> I, was like, I thought you were going to continue with that. No, but... Like, accuse me of some shit. Yeah. Yeah. So... Okay. So the reason why... So... Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Continue. Yeah. Just be glad that he doesn't like eating just normal humans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's human and then there's human jerky. He likes human jerky better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. You're welcome. Just <laughs> uh... how it is. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, having figured that out, I guess there isn't really a continuity issue that I nope. brought up. Because the other character wasn't jerky. Yeah, he wasn't mm-hmm. that. Yeah, he just wanted to. I can't. I, it's been a long time since we did that story, and I have not read it. Not reread it. So, I, I don't think he was that much of a jerk. I can't recall no. though. Yeah, no. he was just your typical kid that okay. wanted to go to Santa's village. Yeah, mm. I feel like there's a, okay. So, for a little bit of context, there's a very similar theme park. Obviously, not like hosted by like cannibal demon monsters, but um, there like a, a ways up north from us, um, there is a uh, there is a similarly rural carnival esque theme park called Santa's Village. That's why we're referencing. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, it is 
it was kind of rad when I was a kid, or at least that's what I remember, because yeah. I have a nostalgia for it. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's what we're contexting when we keep saying Santa's Village. We don't actually mean the Arctic, or like the the one, oh. the one that Santa Santa's workshop. Mm-hmm. It is actually a like a rural theme park. Mm-hmm. So, also he's not a, okay. Not not Santa, but the demon in the. Um, in the cabinet is not a cannibalistic. Demon. Oh no, 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 I was referencing Whimsywood. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, oh, Whimsywood, yeah. it's like some weird, like, like it's a bunch of like creepy, like nightmarish, like cannibal uh, demon things that like eat people through the rides. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's end of the way. Okay. I have continuity fixed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> Amazing what three years will do to you. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, we lose one of our most dissenting views. <laughs> yes. So, I actually have two quotes here. Okay. And uh, the first one is, It was a loop of the same sing-song phrase uttered by some deep mechanical voice that sounded like Darth Vader or Worf or some sort of sci-fi tough guy. Now, the second quote... Sci-fi tough guy is also the uh, the title of my mixtape. I was going to say, the, it was also the name of my uh, high school ska band. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so the second quote is, uh, The only time I'd heard phase was on Star Trek. You know, phaser, whatever that meant. <laughs> and what is your problem yeah, with what's that? What's wrong with that? My problem is the narrator is clearly watches Star Trek, mm-hmm. and or at least knows of it. Yeah, Doesn't necessarily and, watch it. The, yeah. And if they watch it, they know that a phaser is a gut. Not necessarily. I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah, they know that the, the phaser is the thing they pull out. But, yeah. like, they don't know what phaser means. Like, I didn't know what phaser means until I was older. Do you know what the word phaser means now? Kind of. It, it uses, like, it, it phase, like, it's like a laser that phases through things, right? I don't know. Like, it, it like, or that's energy, my point. Like, I it, still don't know. that phase through. Isn't that what that, like, yeah, it, I don't know. Like, it's, it, I can see why the kid. Because it's a kid in the story, but, like recalling like what the, what phaser was, like because like they don't they'd only recognize the word phase in Star Trek, but they didn't really know like they they thought it was like the shooty shooty laser thing, but like yeah, and that's a very basic description of what it, phaser is. Yeah, so it's a kid. He's like whatever that means. Like I'm a, I'm just a, an eight year old kid. Dirt dirt dirt. <laughs> like. I, you're just you're you're really nitpicking this this line or this 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 word here, especially since it's not really even integral to the story. Yeah, it's just an off comment the character does that works fine because he's a little kid at the time of the yeah. encounter. But even a kid would know that phaser at its simplest explanation is a gun. Yes, and this is the first time he's heard the word phase. Without it being a phaser. phaser. Yeah, so he's like, why is it a gun? Why is this a gun? This two? is gun one. Yeah. And now I'm on or gun no, two. Because there's no, fa- there's no er. It's like, why is there gun? <laughs> why yeah. is it gun two? <laughs> go one and go two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, I just, I agree to disagree, but I don't get your, like, why you're so, like, 
this is the this is the hill you're gonna die on. <laughs> That's or like, or like the phase, like like the kids should know what a phaser is. There you go. Why do you say or whatever it is? <laughs> I forget it. I'm sorry, Ben. <laughs> my fl- my human fleshy brain does not comprehend the things that your demon cosmic brain do. Hmm. Well, I feel like I don't know. He's trying to explain that he doesn't know what phase is, but by saying he doesn't know what a phaser is, when he's clearly watched Star Trek... Okay. It just... Fair enough. I... I, 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 I... What do you want me to say? <laughs> he wants you to say, Oh, yes, you're right, Mikey. How did I not think of I, that? You're so you great and smart. I <laughs> I, I gotta be, the, I gotta be the, the best me I can be, and I, I can't honestly agree, like with like you nitpicking the hell out of this word. It's fine. Just, just, yeah. just move just on. Move on. Right. Well, uh, onward to the. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So my first one. There was no short supply of gory monster-themed games in the arcade, and I'd never chosen to play any of them. I'd seen one called Chiller that made you shoot people and objects just to torture them. That's an actual game, apparently. Yeah, I, I googled that as well, and it was, yeah, I was actually surprised. Like, Ooh, it's like really graphic and like eight bit or not eight bit, not eight bit, thirty six bit maybe. Thirty two. Thirty two bit, yeah. Thirty six bit. Yeah, that, that's not <laughs> that's a bit. No, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> that's that's another possibility. So thirty six. How does it have so many bits? It shouldn't have that many bits. <laughs> the color out of space, it's like. Oh. Yeah, mind like anyways. Regardless, that game is accurately described in this. You're a dude trying to escape a dungeon while you go around murdering and torturing helpless people with your light gun. Yeah, like if there's a a dude in a guillotine, you shoot the guillotine, it comes down, chops his head off. Or if there's a head press with a guy locked into it, you keep shooting the one side of the head Until press, it's... and it makes his head explode all over the place. It's extremely gory. Mm-hmm. Don't think the ESRB was on that back then. Yeah, I don't know if this was. <laughs> e for everyone. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, the, the ESRB came after Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, like, and it was it... more for home entertainment purposes, so that Cap- when you're buying a game, you know who it's for. Wouldn't that... that also be taken into account for arcades too? No, no. no. There's no ratings on arcades. There might uh, be now. There but... might be, but mm. like, I you wouldn't see it on an arcade cabinet. Hmm. Probably why a lot of like satanic panic asshole like people who like were like oh video games and and, and RPGs like tabletop RPGs are the devils. Work. Look at this game called Chiller. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, exactly. Like they, they basically like that's why like probably yeah. why arcades got so demonized just because oh heaven forbid they, we can't censor an arcade. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. Moving on. One of the crawlers touched me. Touched the sprite. I mean, and I was dead. He was dead. So, this is the second and third time that the character has done this, mm-hmm. like, correcting himself and clarifying, which kind of made me seem like this, like, like he's going to set up some twist ending where Nair's been dead the entire time and he's recounting why he died to give some significance to this weird character quirk. Huh. But I guess it just kind of turned out to be a quirk of his, just yeah, the, the like, way the character talks. Yeah, like, that's an interesting take on it. And again, I would love to have, like, 
more ghosts stories. Yes, there's not like, where, like the character died stories. and then it's revealed. But like honestly, when I when I read that, I, I just took that as like part of like the whole like gaming immersion. Like, mm-hmm. like he's having a hard time discerning reality. Like he's like thinking that he's getting hit. Oh no, it's his character in the game mm-hmm. getting hit. Uh, so he never like expressed that kind of feeling though, where it's like character gets hit and he's like, "Ow, he's why did that hurt?" It, it, no, no, not that. I don't mean like that. I mean like. But like the game, it's like it's just like adding on to the immersion that he's getting into the game. Like the the din of the of the crowds and stuff behind him are all basically vanishing as the music of the game that he's playing mm-hmm. is all he's hearing. Yeah, and like all he's focusing on is the game. So like he's like getting like and so intense because like he has no quarters left. Yeah, and so. when he panics when he get when he, when his for his first death character happens, he like thinks that's it, like that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. It's like oh no, wait, I have two lives. So like I don't die in the game. I, if I don't die in the game, I don't die for real. <laughs> <laughs> like kind of thing. That's kind of how I took it. Was like again, it's like adding on to that whole thing that like people are always are like always kind of tamper on with horror games and or horror stories and game video games. Is the like getting so obsessed with the game that you start having a hard time like discerning reality around you? Like you again, like um, I've had a couple of instances where that happened, not like horror way, but like I played GTA Five and then I go drive a car. It's like right, gotta remember this is the real world. You say it's not a horror theme, but that would be a little horrible <laughs> to the other driver. Yeah, well, I mean to you as well. Yeah, I mean, if I suddenly just like, oh, I could just go. <laughs> Yeah, there's a meeting here. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'll go over that. Exactly. It's like, oh, this car, these car, like this car behind me, like in front of me, is like taking me long. Just go into the opposing lane. Yeah, that guy's a way nicer car. You get out of your car. Yeah, no, I wouldn't like do that in reality, but like I yeah. again, like that kind of like little inkling in the back of your head that you kind of get after playing a video game, where like you, you're a, a regular, not saying a regular person, but like normally you'd be able to discern, like, like nope, that is, there's a distinct difference between reality and yeah. video game reality. Um, whereas the, the horror in some stories with video games is that you can't discern that, that, that reality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah. And I agree with you on GTA, because, like, sometimes after I, I play GTA, then we go recording or something, like, I see several vehicles that look identical to ones in GTA. And you're like, oh, man, I could just take that guy. It's like, oh, that one's worth like nine grand if I turn that into the the chop shop to sell it. <laughs> yeah, but no. Yeah, we'll move on from there. <clears throat> oh yeah, but in uh, hindsight, in regards to him correcting himself, yeah, I suppose it's just because, like, Nair's writing this after all this happened, so I suppose that's just in hindsight. Yeah, because he knew, because he Nair knows that the cabinet kills people, so he wants to clarify that. He is not being killed. Yeah, that's himself, another, just his character is. Yeah, that could be a, a, another interesting way to take that. Mm-hmm. On my next one, though, the ending, which um, after the whole ending went through, I, w- I liked it and everything, but I kind of wish that the art on the side of the cabinet had changed a little bit too, to the point where like um, Nair thought that the, the the Boy Scout looked a lot like Nick all of a sudden. Ooh, that would. Be... Yeah, I can see that. I don't know if that would take away from the impact of the the screen revelation, though, mm-hmm. with the rib ca- the extra rib cage. Like, I like it. Like, I like that that change. But I don't know if you should have that happen after the the screen revelation because mm-hmm. at least that point, um, there's a sense of like with the screen, there's a sense of finality. Like, there's no saving Nicholas. He's a no, rib cage. No, he's fucked. <laughs> but like, it would be inter- it would be like like I could see the story. I could there's three paths the story could take. Mm. either one you just have the change of the image and he doesn't look at the screen 
and the image changed. So like Nicholas is like trapped, like he's like freaked out, like the kid is on the on the side of the cabinet, mm-hmm. and that's where we leave off. Or we do this, the the central one, which is the main one, which is where he just sees the screen and the extra rib cage. Or the set, or the last one, he sees the rib cage, and then as he's leaving, like walking, he like, like, runs to tell his parents, and or he something. looks back and he sees that like the yeah the, the art has changed then mm-hmm. of Nicholas and it's Nicholas. Yeah, I think that is how you should do that. Like if you're going to take those different one of those routes, yeah. But any any other combination might mess with it too much because you don't want to, like you said, you don't want to take away from the impact of the end because I do like the end. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a juggling act uh, when it comes to writing and getting like that impactful ending to like figure out where to place something, like play, place place mm-hmm. the zinger. Essentially, is what it is. Pretty much, yeah. Um, like, cause I don't know if I, I think that if you put it like if he like as he's looking away, like going past the cabinet to look at the screen, and he sees that image change, I feel like that would take away from the zinger of the screen. Itself. Yes, it would. Yeah, you would have to see the image after the fact. Alternatively, though, to counter that, like. He's like he sees the, the 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 image on the screen, or he sees the image on the um, on the side of the cabinet. I was like, oh shit, that looks like Nick. Well, maybe he's still alive. And then he checks the screen. There's an extra rib cage. No. So oh, like, that's true. So like maybe I don't know. It's it's again, yeah. it's, it's that balancing act, or like that like that that um, like writer's call essentially. Like what mm-hmm. would make the best effective ending or zinger for your story. Or what and, it could be like, it couldn't. It doesn't even necessarily have to be the same day. Yeah, could be like he sees the rib cage, bails, but like next week when he shows up, he sees. He like looks at the cabinet. And he's like, maybe he sees those bully kids like tr- like going. Oh hey, they're like they're playing it maybe, and they see and, and he sees Nicholas on the on the cabinet. yeah. And he's like, I yeah. I, I remember the kid. I don't remember him looking like Nick though. Yeah. And then that's where we just like, yeah. be, like we and that's where it would end. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that could be really good too. But yeah, there's a lot of ways to take it. Mm-hmm. But regardless, I do like it the way it is because the extra rib cage is essentially the monster's kill count. Yeah, as it's going through, like potentially kill dozens of people. Yeah, I don't we know don't, how we long don't, it we is. don't have a definite like how many rib cages are there, but well, there's a screenshot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many yeah, have exactly. been actually taken out. Yeah, assuming that, that is the the rib cage count of the of the screen at that point. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's basically it's like tally, like the, uh, the little like scratches on his uh, on the side of his ca- on the side of his uh, gun or something like that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, that's the end of my actual thoughts. Okay, well then on to final thoughts. Despite the few minor spelling issues, they're really minor. Like they're just like they're missing a, a letter, um, like easily fixed. And so I'd honestly recommend it, and it's mainly because. Um, the story gives me the same kind of like vibes that I want and like in video game creepy bosses and horror stories that involve story or involve stories involve video games in general. Like the cabinet, like the the game is alive and or demonically possessed or something like that, and is actually eating kids or eating people. Mm-hmm. So like you again, you die in the game, you die for real. It, there's a, that that's that movie is one of my favorite. Is is a is a Guilty pleasure fan favorite for me. Mm-hmm. And the movie I'm talking about is Stay Alive. Um, but it's that kind of like vibe that I get from this story as well. And that's so I really enjoyed that. So that's why I'd recommend it. So, Mikey, what do you got? Do you recommend or not? Uh, I'm going to recommend it. Uh, it's after going back and listening to the recording of Whimsy Wood and, and not cringing at our, <laughs> at our review. And, uh, <laughs> And voices. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
made me realize how much better this story is than Rimsey would. So, I mean, in this one you have a arcade cabinet that's the good guy. <laughs> in certain headcanon. <laughs> okay, like, I mean, to clarify. I'm sorry, hang on, to clarify. Jason Voorhees killing a bunch of asshole camp counselors does not make Voorhees a good guy. <laughs> He's still a monster villain. Let's jump into interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, just saying, like, just because the the monster killer is killing like shitty people, it's not, still a killer. Yeah, he's still a monster. Even yeah. though he's hired by the Supernatural Task Force <sighs> <laughs> to call the world of jerky kids. <sighs> so yeah, it's an enjoyable read. Okay. Uh, for me, I'm partially going to parrot what you guys have said, because I, too, enjoyed it. Most video game creepypastas, the fear is entirely in the screen. You just turn the screen off, turn the game off, and you're fine. You're just a normal person again. It's like, oh, that was creepy, but they're, whatever. Yeah, like they're... Like it's some, equivalent to playing Resident Evil. Yeah. Uh, it's like, basically, we're watching a Let's Play. It's it's the the issue... It's kind of like the pitfall that a lot of... That some video game creepypasta writers fall into is, like... They're, they want to make a psychological horror, not so much a visceral horror. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to make a psychological horror or like care about a psychological horror in a video game uh, scenario because if it's not happening in real, like for reals, it could just be part of the game. And you could just... It's it's more or less... Mm. In the, I think in that case, you need to focus more on like the, the person's mindset than the game itself. Yeah, it still can be a psychological horror through a game. Like, um, the Five Nights at Freddy's, the new one that came out, the augmented reality one. If they did a, um, a creepypasta based on that, where you're playing the game through your phone, but it's, and then, it's even more possessed than what yeah, it normally like, is. Like Markiplier playing that tablet, like, with the tablet, like, oh, oh, good. Oh my god! And he tricks the, takes the tablet down, nice and then suddenly, player. like, and then suddenly, like, somebody's, being, and then suddenly he's like freaking out as he's being attacked for reals. Yeah, but like the camera doesn't show him being attacked. He just thinks he's being attacked without the tablet actually being there. But he could still actually see the stuff because it's in his actually like in his head, messing yeah, like with him. Maybe some kind of like a weird ocular like basilisk hack thing has happened to the tablet where it's like basically imprinted into his brain. Yeah, and so now he's seeing like Fazbear and. Um, Foxy and all them like mm-hmm. attack him for reals, even when the the screen's not there. Yeah, and it like, cuts to him in a rubber room. Yeah, like, they're real. They're fucking real. <laughs> I'm the <laughs> king. <laughs> yeah, that's the Markiplier creepypasta. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Done. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it had uh, parallels to uh, Polybius, both in it being a creepy video game and. Our headcanon of an alien being in the Polybius cabinet. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I'm not gonna lie. When, it, when, when like it came out and like grabbed Nicholas, I was like, "Wow, that's kind of like what happened with uh, when we were doing like the kitchen uh, segment of uh, our Polybius episode." Yeah, like we kind of came up with a similar, not not the same, because this one feels more like a supernatural element, or ours is more, more like an alien in the an alien in the cabinet, where it's not like a like a supernatural void inside of it. Hmm. But like, yeah, we had we came to like similar concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's why it's jiving with me a little as much is because like yeah. it's bringing me back to like some of the stuff we we had thought of. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, and oh yeah, that's the other thing about this. Like again, like I I feel like the beginning just needs to be tweaked a little bit to like so it's not like kind of guiding you to think that this is a Polybius story because it's not really a Polybius story. It's just a Polybius like story. 
Yeah. Or a Polybius clone story. It's <laughs> <laughs> like centipede. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, it's saying that if, if skull and crossbows yeah. can actually be a thing, so can Polybius. Yeah. Not to be confused with the Marvel creepypasta video game, uh, Scrawl and Cosbones. <laughs> or Cosbones. Because Scrawl are an alien race from Marvel. Continue. And what, what, what are crossbows? Please tell me. Can we can we add it? Can we reference any other like pop culture fucking video game thing now? Probably. Game Grumps. There. Uh, done. Fired and we missed. There. <laughs> done. Alright. Sorry, Slime Beast, if you're listening. Yeah. Uh please excuse our bullshit and silliness. Mm-hmm. But I did enjoy yeah. it overall. That's the long and short of it. Okay. It did a lot of things right, and the minor grammar-related discrepancies were so minor that they didn't slow me down from enjoying it, so still a full recommendation. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. Full round. Uh, full round recommendation to the face. I don't, I, I don't know why you wanted to make that a thing. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> to make it seem like it's, like it's an attack on them. <laughs> so yeah, full round recommendation. Um... If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Uh, you can also get a hold of us on Twitter. Um, Mikey is at the East Ends for Evil. Uh, Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but not that W because he has too long of a name. It's for the glory of the king. It's fine. <sighs> and I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, if you'd like to uh, get a hold of us on email, you can contact us at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creep bosses you'd like us to discuss on the show. If you'd like to help support the show, you can go to Patreon. Uh, select the back of tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with extra episodes, early access, special content, uh, all that good jazz. And to our patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you guys immensely because you're helping keep those hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. And to the listeners of our show and the authors of these stories, thank you guys immensely because without you... We, without your listenership or your authorship, we really wouldn't have much of a show. So thank you all the same. Uh, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I am Mikey. The E stands for evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And this has been Al Dente Rigmortis. Sleep well. <laughs>